My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is my husband, Pat Francis. How are you? Hi, sweetheart. Oh, I hate it when you do that. What? Don't do that weird, fakey voice. It's so nuts. That's not, no, that's not my fakey no, voice. Oh, come on. Come on. Hey, baby. All right. Okay. I'm not even, even going to chat it up with you. I'm going to go right to our guest. We have Lila I'm doing, Charles. I'm doing good. <laughs> go. Okay. We have Lila Charles Lee here. How are Hello. you? Good. Happy to be here, old friend. <laughs> I know. I Going know. on 20 years oh. when we were two. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we all moved out here to make our dreams happen. You know what? If somebody saw a picture of you, they would definitely be oh, like... Oh, I love you, and I'm so happy that there's no video on this. <laughs> Because everyone might believe what you're saying. Wouldn't you say, Pat, that uh, Lila's one of my hottest friends? Yeah, and Lila hasn't changed hardly at all. Right, What's not at all. Say? I yeah. feel not like you were all. put on the spot, no, 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 but he, I'll take uh, it. He, you haven't you know, changed that much either. You have a lot of that You haven't changed either. I have, I have the... Uh, the worry line or the, the angry line I have right that. there. I'm going to shoot this up. I'm eventually, no, don't do that. I haven't done no, anything like don't. that, but eventually. No, I don't. I, think for you some birthday, I think no. I'm just going to get out the I big refuse. Old, I disagree. <laughs> why? I, did, I vehemently disagree no. with that. I disagree with it too. What I if I just show up one day and I'm like, oh, oh, I can't remember my friends. I would not be able to look at you. Oh, oh. I have a few friends like that and I think it's too bad. What yeah. do you want to say? Like when that happens, what do you say to them? Well, they don't look younger. They just look weird. They, they look, look 45 and weird. <laughs> yep, they look right? strange. They don't have any expression. And, I, and the thing with the lips, that spread out lip thing that oh, a lot of people really do. really weird, isn't it? Don't like it. That's uh, bad. <laughs> also, but, once you have children, I feel like you're, and I do a lot of stuff that's not natural. I'm not normally blonde-ish and, you know, but hair. But that's different. Blah, blah, blah. Makeup different. and hair color is different. Yeah, your expressions. Yeah. And but, what, that, but see, that was one of the reasons I was thinking about it because like, Rita will always be like, why are you angry, Mom? And I'm like, I'm not angry. Oh, <laughs> this is oh, my smile face. Mm, <laughs> I just have that permanent and, frown mark. And, and Pilar, we have daughters, so what What? What? What are you? What message are you sending to them if that you is, do that? That is better to look good than to feel good. No. Yes. yes. You're right. You're right. Nothing, nothing tastes as good as thin feels. Okay, you talk me out of it for another year. <laughs> yeah. Nothing <laughs> tastes don't. as good as thin feels. <laughs> Who, which, which super? I mean, I think Kate that, Moss. Yeah, Kate yeah. Moss. Yeah. And Coke. I hear Coke is a good diet to go on. <laughs> Lines of coke. <laughs> um, fen Fen was my best friend for a while. Oh, remember Loved the, me some Fen Fen. I oh, that was those were yeah. dark days for a lot of my friends. I remember dark. The, I weighed one hundred and ten. It was the happiest day of my life. And I remember all my Fen Fen friends. You could go out with them at any time. Like you could yeah. call them up <laughs> yeah. at like midnight and be like, "Hey, you want to go there?" Like, yeah, yeah. I let's never nap. Let's go out. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, it's <laughs> the only time in my life. Fen I never Fen napped. friends. I the like fen that. Fen friends. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Get that instead of BFF. It was FFF yeah. in your bracelet. It was like PHF. PH. Yeah, that's yes, right. PH. <laughs> yeah. God, knowledge is just a killer, isn't it? it you find out is. things hurt you, and then your life. I have a slight heart murmur, but I am willing to plow through it if it brought Ben Ben back <laughs> in the market. <laughs> 
Truly. <laughs> that is a terrible thing to say, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Lila Charles Lee's uh, experience in the film business, because she's got some, and she has been an ex- inspiration to me. I, You know, the great thing about Lila is... You know, yeah, you've got two kids and a busy life and stuff, and you're also always involved in some kind of project. You oh, know, something you. that you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and yeah, I'm interested in you. that. And so, uh, um, with her writing partner Jennifer Jostin, Layla wrote. Layla. No, Hi. I'm just I'm checking Hi, Layla. She got me on years. my knees. I'm sorry. <laughs> Layla. Layla wrote and produced the comedy feature Life Coach the Movie, which won Best Comedy and Best Director for her husband, Josh Stolberg, who's been on this show a couple times, uh, on the festival circuit. And it stars Jonathan Silverman, Lauren Graham, Ron Livingston, and Rain Wilson. Yes. And last year, Layla was thrilled. <laughs> I'm just reading off your bio. As you <laughs> You're reading beautifully. To act in and produce the indie movie Conception alongside her husband husband, writer-director Josh Stolberg, and we have had him on, and we've talked about this yes. movie before, yes. and uh, it's a romantic comedy about nine couples on the night they conceive, and Lila gets to make out with somebody who's not her husband. <laughs> that's that's the one stipulation I have in every contract. I really like but, that stipulation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one for the podcast, but I'm thinking about it. And, uh, and do you have Dar- cast approval on who that person is? <laughs> Sometimes I do, but I'm kind of, I'll go with it. Whoever it is. Whatever, whoever it is. I saw this dude. It was well Anyone done. but Josh. <laughs> ABJ. <laughs> and some of the people in that was uh, were David Arquette, uh, Connie Britton, Julie Bowen, Sarah Hyland, um, Alan, I don't know how to spell Tudic. it. Tudic. Um, and Asher and Xander. Your, My your two boys, boys. I know. How old are Asher and Xander? They are six and nine now, but that they were uh, four and... What's two my uh, yeah seven four and <laughs> seven four and seven they oh. were when they did it yeah and they're only six and nine now? they're only six and nine oh, I know they're still so little they so, really are double digits though coming coming up he's gonna I want know. a phone or a car oh, or forget something forget it <laughs> I already have visions of you know growing up in L A like why isn't Johnny's TV as big as ours <laughs> and know. you know I need a car for weekends oh and, you know we're getting with our eleven year old we're getting the iPhone thing you know I want a phone every Everybody has a phone. And I'm like, you know, the only person you're allowed to call is us. Yeah. And right. your school is around the corner. And we know yeah. where you Shout, are yeah. every single day. It's yeah. not like we're dropping her off at the mall and she yeah. needs to call us. Exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know why they need it unless there's like a Columbine horrible experience. Right. And in that case, I'll be, you know, pounding down the gate anyway. We'll and know. unfortunately in L.A., like... Uh, when it rains ash during fire season. Um, this is actually something that happens every once in a while. I know that in our school, there have been at least two lockdowns oh, us too. since our kids have been yeah. there. You I had lockdowns? national news while a convicted murderer was behind my kids' classroom. Oh, my on the God. Campus. National nice. news. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What happened? Did they get him? They did get him, but there was lockdown for several hours at the school. Kids had to go to the bathroom in cans in the school, you know, in the in their classroom. Well, we do that at home. Yeah, yeah, that's just fun. <laughs> Which would be my, I was actually supposed to go help at the school, and if it, if it had been 15 minutes later, I would have been there, and as soon as someone tells me I can't go to the bathroom, that's the first thing I have to do. I would have been the mother in the corner <laughs> sitting over a plastic garbage can going to the bathroom. So I, I spared him that indignity. Um, but yeah, it's we are urban here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's, it's, it's strange. It's like... Uh, uh, it sort of has the facade of suburbia yeah. if you look at LA. But yeah, there's yeah. there's some real real stuff yeah. going on here. Um, I'm going to s- skip over for a second because we are going to talk uh, about being 
mothers and Mother's Day and also uh, your mom as protagonist. That is that okay. is something we're going to talk about for this podcast. You're going to have a lot to talk about then, Pilar. I, <laughs> your mom as protagonist. My mom as protagonist. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. But, um, but I, I did want to ask you a little bit about Life Coach, the movie yeah. first. Tell me about it and where it is now and what you're going to do with it. And all all right. Stuff. So, well, what happened was I forever was just trying to make it as an actress and was trying to do everything. I didn't go for my junior year abroad in college because I was in New York and I felt like if I leave New York, I'll leave, you know, an opportunity could happen in those 365 days when I'm abroad. And so my whole life, I felt I was putting everything not on hold, but everything was directed towards, I want to be an actress. And when I made the decision with my husband that it's okay to get pregnant, even though nobody I knew apart from you had had a, a baby, um, I sort of felt empowered for the first time that I was making a decision that wasn't uh, taking acting so much. It, I was putting it on the back burner a little bit just because I was going to be a mother. I didn't plan on gaining 65 pounds. What? 60. I would 187. That was my fighting weight. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. It really man. wasn't. <laughs> but I thought it really isn't fair to expect casting directors to cast me right now. <laughs> so I need to cast myself. I need to not just sit around feeling bad about being so big. And it really was striking how my body changed for me. Some women, my mother says, they look like the toothpick that swallowed the olive. And I don't, I mean, the elephant that swallowed the hippopotamus or whatever. I yeah. the hippopotamus. It was really, it was bad. I think I'd cellulite in my arms. I mean, it was just <laughs> not how I felt comfortable. Some women, it just wasn't my body. So I felt a little out of it. And my dear friend, Jen, and I would take hikes. I think I took one once a month. It wasn't a regular occurrence. But on one of them, she said, let's just make a movie. Let's do it. We have these friends who are doing well. We had a lot of friends who were sort of, you know, uh, Lauren Graham and Carla Gugino. And they, but they really also loved their theater roots and their acting class roots where they got to do anything they wanted to do. And we came up with an idea about a life coach to the stars in Los Angeles. And the beauty of this idea was that we, well, it was mockumentary, like a Christopher Guest is what we were hoping to do, that we could show up on a Lauren Graham set or a Carla Gugino or Rain Wilson, wherever they were for an hour with a camera, which was justified because it was a mockumentary, and we could get them to do a bit for an hour or two that didn't take a big commitment from them. Mm -hmm. So we had kind of a huge cast for a movie that cost $35,000. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. (laughs) $35,000? You should say that. Yeah, you should say that, because it gives people hope that they can actually do this. I mean, it truly was. And at the time, there was a special SAG contract that doesn't exist, unfortunately, anymore, Although, when we can get into it later, but um, what it allowed us to do was have a contract with everybody for deferred payment. What it didn't help us do was cross all of our T's and dot all of our I's from the beginning, which made it harder to sell in the end. Um, But so everybody felt that they were doing things that were above board. You know, they were doing a SAG contract. I remember chasing people. We did man on the street interviews at one point. Mm -hmm. And you had to have a 187-pound woman chase you down to get your (laughs) (laughs) release. Yeah, now you're 187 pounds. You you just keep telling this story. No, I was. I was 187. You are. I swear. you're just a good writer. And that was my generous scale. I think the the doctor's Mm -hmm. scale was was five pounds heavier. It was insane. (sighs) I mean, it was crazy. Well, you're going to have to show us pictures. Of that the yeah. next time it's, come there's over a movie house. to document it. I can't even hide from it because oh, I'm trying to get more boob pictures, and he's really <laughs> obsessed with all those boob pictures. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, it, but you know, it, so in the movie, I am I'm one of the protagonists in the movie. This very pregnant, very Jewy Brooklyn woman who wants to be sexy, which you know is sort of like my inner id 
trying to get out. Um, and I'm one of the patients or clients of this life coach, as was Jen. Um, and, you know, it was a little bit of a send up of L.A. and the things that we think are problems here. And they're what we would call champagne problems right? <laughs> when you compare yourself to the rest of the world. Um, so it did really well for us initially. We had we were both actresses, and all of a sudden, we were taking meetings at huge agencies, and we had networks saying, let's develop it as a half hour, let's develop it as an hour long. Um, it was an interesting shift to come from being an actress where you sort of feel like a victim to being somebody who's created a product that's not just you. It's actually a product, and people didn't roll their eyes anymore, you know? And it's funny, because if you're at a certain level and you're an actor or an actress, everybody wants to be where you are. If you're a smidge below that, nobody cares. No. So it, that was a lot of fun to feel like we were taking charge. And, you know, we signed with Endeavor and our movie got into all these uh, festivals and we had a product that wasn't us. And there was something really empowering about that. That's very cool. There are, are a lot of actors who end up in a writing class. And like I, I get a lot of actors in writing classes. Oh, absolutely. And they're looking for that. They're yeah. looking to take charge in some kind of way, yeah. not wait to be asked to do their job. Yeah. It's horrible to wait. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. is. I mean, there's to nothing to do, right? Yep. And many, many people have that same uh, discussion that you guys had on your hike, but you guys put it into action, right. which Thank is the you. thing. Everyone has... Hey, we should do this, and then someone goes, "Yeah, we should," and then they don't do it. Right? You yeah, did it's it. It's the end so. of your hike, and you're like, "Ah, that was a great yeah. hike." Yeah, that's right. So, and if you're like me, you head right to Starbucks. That's yeah. right. So, <laughs> drink up all those calories that you just. We, I, I applaud oh, that thanks. that you did it, and Thank then you. and since then, other things have happened too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Okay. Oh well. So we did. We spent one season developing it as an hour long. And, you know, the interesting thing is you have a baby, and in my head, I babysat before, so I thought I was a big expert, and I thought, oh, I'll hold the baby and edit a movie and do whatever. (laughs) So at the same time we were editing, I was also coaching people for my longtime acting coach was out of the country. So I was teaching a class for him and coaching people privately, and my whole memory of that first six months of my older son Asher's life was he was in the baby Bjorn in my front and I was rocking and I just never stopped rocking whether I was coaching accents or sides or editing it was all with this movement because he was colicky (laughs) so that is something that try as I might not to resent my husband he did not deal with you know he got to say I'm a dad and then but still had his life I mean it was inconvenienced a bit but in a different way and the reason I talk about my body so much is because it was a challenge. There's so many challenges when you first have a baby, but as an actress and as any woman or person, if you're that much heavier than you normally are and the weight did not come off easily for like a year and a half, I worked really hard to get it off and I nursed so people can say whatever they want, but that didn't help me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I loved it, but it didn't help me shed the weight, but uh, everything changed. It wasn't just, oh, I was up twice in the middle of the night, which is what Josh would say, my husband mm-hmm. It was everything. You know, I'd walk into meetings, even as a writer, you know, we all face, we have an idea of what a writer looks like when it's the man. And, and I don't know what the idea of is, uh, uh, sorry, the idea of a writer as a woman. Mm -hmm. But it's not somebody who has a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or leaking nipples. I mean, it just isn't. That's not. Might be leaking nipples. (laughs) 
Because, yeah, unfortunately, they're, the first thing they're going to think is, well, this isn't a writer. This is a, a mom. Exactly. So She's not going to give herself 100%. No, she's already giving 100% to this, uh, to yeah. this newborn. Which is, you know, and, it's not and fair. It hasn't, you're yeah. right. It doesn't, uh, when you compare it with your husband's experience, right? You're right. When somebody has, a guy has a, a baby, we don't define them as a father. We think it's a perk oh, that's cool. of their life. Yeah. Oh, and they're a dad. Yeah. But suddenly you become a mother. Yeah. It defines yeah. you. And and for me, they were right. And I remember my acting coach, John Kirby, saying to me, you got to be a little selfish mm-hmm. because it's so hard. And even though sometimes I really did want to just leave that crying thing that was sucking on me behind for a minute, it was really about a minute. And then I had some crazy hormonal thing where I wanted <laughs> to go back to him. Yeah. And I was on the ticking clock of the nursing schedule and all that. So, you know, we were writing to try to turn Life Coach into an hour long and then the following season with a different producer into a half hour. But the whole time there was this nagging feeling of I should be back home with the baby. And that's my own issue. I don't think everybody has yeah. that. But it's one thing when you're when you have to self motivate. You know, I think if I were somebody who had to go to an office where they just expected me to be there or any kind of job where I had a defined set of hours, it would be equally difficult, but I could blame somebody else for the time I was away. And for this, it was, you know, Jen would call and say, where are the pages? And I would think, oh, but I need to do, you know, it feels more fluid. And so it's harder. It was harder for me to muster up the strength to do both things. And because at that point, Jen didn't have any kids yet. She did not have children, no. So she didn't really fully understand until her kids came. Yeah. And then she said, oh, you know, I I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I know you've had similar situation. It's hard. Nobody, nobody really gets it until they have that on their own. Yeah. Because I think we had kids um, before a lot of our friends. So, you know, finally when my friends, even though they're guys. Yeah. After they had their kids, they're like, oh, I was kind of a dick. Yeah. You had your kid, and, and I said, just get a sitter and just come on. And I'm like, yeah, and I couldn't do that. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Right. If every social occasion or every movie date is 90 bucks yeah. because a sitter yeah. is X number of dollars, yeah, yeah you can't. You just can't do you that. You can't do that. Yeah. And also, you sometimes can't get a sitter on the last minute notice that people who don't have kids can go right. out. Right. You know, and I mean, then, there's, yeah. It ain't the Fen Fen days. Right. It and, just. <laughs> and then my guy friends would be like, well, can't, uh, isn't Pilar going to be with the kids? And it's like, mm, no, she has a full time business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the one not working. That's a whole <laughs> other podcast because Pat, you know, got the, you know. Oh, it's, it's that role reversal, it, the expectation. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's hard too. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the kind of leads us. If, if Great. It's okay. Yeah. Make a transition. Uh, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> no. I'd love it. And I, I want to yeah. say something. And now, nine years later, your son's fine. Your body's yeah. back. Well, thank you. My bo- Again, I'm glad there's no video. Yes, my body's back. I <laughs> Everything's went good. That, that is, uh, is witness, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. You know? But like I'm, I'm saying, all that anxiety you have when you, when you have a, an infant and you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And now is he, he, right. he doesn't remember any of that. And yet it's a decade. And yeah. I really think sometimes that my 30s were, and I made two movies in my 30s, and but I had two kids and that really defined me as being a mother. And now it is definitely a huge part of who I am, right. but it's different. Do you think now that, I mean, when you when you started Life Coach, um, this wave of content on the internet and different distribution, Netflix, all that stuff wasn't yeah. around. I mean, which is kind of funny. Every time I say this, it sounds like it's 100 years ago. And we're talking five years, Boy, 10 years. I know. It's been so rapid. So is there a, a second life for Life Coach? You know, I don't know, and I would love for that to happen. But um, as I mentioned earlier, because we didn't cross all of our mm-hmm. T's and everything, there are there's a lot of paperwork we would have to go back and do. And 
gosh, I hate to say this out loud, but you know, if it's not fresh anymore, mm. I feel like mm-hmm. that idea, it's almost like a mullet. I mean, a little bit, I feel mm-hmm. like the life coach thing has been done. And yet every once in a while I'll see something on TV and I think that's our idea. Right. The therapist who has the crazy, you know, that was that we said that we did that. The person who only talks to her clients on the phone, that was our thing with the famous celebrities. And at the time I remember when we were doing life coach, we had a few people take issue with the fact that some of the celebrity cast we had played themselves mm-hmm. and some of them played other characters right. and wouldn't that be so confusing well you see it all the that time happens it happens in curb your enthusiasm yeah. all the time all, right but there so there were a lot of things that people i guess weren't ready for you know and it is just one of those luck of the draw kind of i bet it would be I think it would be a good like presentation as a potential pilot presentation, like yeah. to say, okay, and the way we're going to update it is this. But I agree with you. There are sometimes I where I have said to somebody, "Well, I don't think I think I don't think that's new." Yeah, and then I'll see them do that on TV, and I'll be like, "That seems dated for TV," but they're yeah. doing it. But Nobody doing did it, it, and yeah. and suddenly it's yeah. it's new all over again. Yeah, so it might be. And the truth is, I feel like in the execution, you know, uh, one thing we really struggled with with Life Coach, which is so hard with, we, we had written about a 25-page treatment that was really detailed, but there was a lot of improv- improvisation. And the people who tried to be funny or tried to have an argument, it lost all the humor for me. Everything was heightened in a way that didn't feel real. And I re- we were really fighting to make the humor come out of something real. And... Um, I, I really prefer scripted mm-hmm. to improvisation, and we ended up really having to write afterwards, as you do in something that's either a documentary or mockumentary where people improvise. There was a lot of going back and having our protagonist, who, which, who was the uh, documentary filmmaker, lots of voiceover to weave stories together or to make things make sense because improvisation, I mean, there's a reason that writers can take a year to write a script, and it's when people sort of do an off-the-cuff thing, I think it's almost never as good as it is when you've really fine-tuned and honed your script. Mm-hmm. It's just never going to be as funny. I mean, even even Curb, your enthusiasm, which we've talked about uh, before, has such a finely detailed outline. It, yeah. You know, where does it have to start? Where does it yeah. have to end? What information has to yeah. come out? What is a key line? You yeah, know, there's, yeah there's, we need to hit this. Right. But so much of their humor, I feel like, is in the stuff between the lines is in the pauses and the reactions right. and just the being in that moment. But it's very difficult, especially for novices and our star people were not, but we, ha- you know, we used a lot of extra people in the movie and there was a lot we just couldn't use because it just went so big, right. you know, because you can see them thinking about the line that's going to come next yeah. instead of, like you said, being in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people think with Curb, they go, oh, that's all improvised. No, they don't just, just don't yeah. set the camera up and, and no. say, go. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. And so. it's such a preparation for actors. A friend of ours, Sam Pancake, who is brilliant in our movie, and he's done Curb and a lot of mm-hmm. those sorts of shows, he was so prepared. You know, he, he knew what our outline mm-hmm. was, but he also knew he had sort of scripted it for himself. So it wasn't off the cuff. You can't be as clever as you want to be off the cuff, I think. So it was really a lesson in never just wing it. And who, what was his name again? <laughs> Sam Pancake. His last name is Pancake. Pancake. That Skip. sounds a little improvised. That's, that's, yeah. Maybe he made that that's up. That's the one sticky no. thing of his that, whole... No, I don't that know. sounds like <laughs> He's from a character South. on The Muppets. <laughs> Sam Pancake. It could be. He has a bakery. <laughs> sounds like something we make up in the morning when we're feeding our kids. I know. There's <laughs> Sam hey. Pancake. There's, there's, I don't know, Petunia Potato. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll never forget that name, Sam Pancake. Right? Tommy Toast. Um, He's going to owe me a commission off this podcast, <laughs> I think, right? right. So, so what I did was, because we were 
going to have this Mother's Day yes. episode was I put out on Facebook, um, hey, look, we're going to do a Mother's Day episode. And I'd really like to know what is, if you had to log line your mom's movie, right. what would it be? You told me we weren't going to ask this question. Right. <laughs> we weren't because what happened was, what happened was. You're going to have to improvise something. <laughs> no. But because I guess in my head, yeah. I expected movies, you know, movie log lines about interesting women. Right. And I got it. But what was interesting was that all of the log lines dealt with that female protagonist as a mother. Yeah. Well, I'd asked, you know, logline of your right. mother, so it made sense. Yeah. But everybody was defining them as a mother. So yeah. it was always like, you know, a struggling mother does this, or right. a mother deals with her son's illness in this way. Right. It, it usually had them in it in some yeah. kind of way, or defining them cl- clearly as a mom. Yeah. I think there was one that didn't. Right. So I want to thank the people who contributed. Um, uh, Nancy Brindley Bajia. Um, James Mason, uh, Kevin Theobald, uh, 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 who else we've got here? Grant Gladish, Daniel Edgar, and Andy Ford. Thank you so much for contributing your mom's log lines. I am not going to be reading them, uh, only because, well, for two reasons. One, they were very personal, yeah. and I, I feel like they were being so generous just giving me You're that, right. e- even on Facebook. Yeah. But I, I think maybe we're going to save blasting them to the world on a podcast. Yeah. But another is, like I said, it was always the mom as a mom. Yeah. So I thought, well, of course, you know, this is how we look at our mothers. Right. If we think about their stories. We think about them as a mother. That's right. how we know them. Right. So then I thought, well, how could you get another movie out of it? Yeah, you've got this potential to have a female protagonist. Right. We don't have a lot of those on screen. Yeah. We're always bitching about it, yeah. right? So there, you have a resource. Right, you could ask a series of questions that might spark yeah. a very interesting movie. It could either be inspired by, or it could be the right. movie of that person. Um, and these are these are questions to ask your mom. Yeah. Bottom line, you're going to get to know her better. Yeah. Right. But also, there may be a great movie yeah. there that you never even thought about. Uh, it was interesting, too, because I, I thought, well, maybe I'm just being sort of too hard on, on all of us and how we think about our moms. But but I, I have a suspicion that if I said, give me the logline of your dad, they wouldn't all define them as a dad. Yeah. There'd be a lot of working stories, a lot of struggling right. life stories, right. right? But you don't always define your father as in his fatherhood That's true. position. Well, and the know? other thing I felt I was coming up against was the story the log lines I kept coming up with for myself were not active. Mm -hmm. And when I was trying to think of a story, then it would become somebody selfish. And I think for a mother to make, you know, oh, she has an affair and then realizes she really wants to go back or she, you know, pours her work or her um, self into her work and leaves the family. It all became, I felt that she was selfish. Whereas, you know, if you talk about a firefighter or police chief or whatever, and he saves the world and has a family, you don't think he's selfish. When Obama takes off to campaign, nobody thinks he's selfish. When Michelle Obama takes off and says, but I'm going to have my kids with my, with their grandmother, my mother, there, there was some uh, backfire about, well, you're just leaving your children to go campaign for your husband. Absolutely. And often when we see women on screen who, are working and have mothers, it's often like that is a portrayal of, of neglect yeah. if they're defined as mothers within yeah. the movie. Yeah. But sometimes just divorcing 
the the idea of of that woman as a mother. Yes. Now you could say, "Hey, mom," and I actually have a, a question here. Uh, was there an experience in your work life that changed you or changed someone else? So, assuming right. that, let's say that 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 yeah. mother also worked. Right. It, you know, other right. than taking care of kids, which is also a job. Right. But let's say that there was a deal she made or a case she was yeah. involved in or a student she yeah. taught or a client she dealt with or even a customer that she served. Right. Okay. Then then she might have a story about that. It has nothing to do with right. you. It has nothing to do with her being a mother. Yeah. But that could be interesting. Yeah. My mom's an attorney and there were certain cases she was involved with now i always looked at those as the cases that were in my way you know my mom is going out she's so mad right but now i i think back on wow that was a really important case i wonder what the drama was that was tied up with that you know your mom pat has all your mom's like the mom mom you know like she's i would have i would i know her log line what would be <laughs> a woman grows up in small town never leaves oh stop oh that's see, a great that's how, movie that could be a franchise yeah <laughs> but you know if you think about it's a wonderful life okay mm-hmm. that's the same log line that guy but yeah. we saw it as heroic he stayed in that town because that town became his life right. right so you know you could turn it around and go why did your mom stay other than you well she's afraid to go anywhere well then what did she <laughs> want to do you know she didn't want to do anything okay oh, so here goes, here goes to another question that you could ask your your mom that okay. might actually trigger a movie um, pretend for just a moment that you could be anything or anyone what comes to mind Mm-hmm. Hearing that from your mother, right. you know, might have nothing to do with you and might be an interesting story. Or here's another one. If you didn't have children, what would your life be like? What do you think you'd be doing? And again, now suddenly, okay, you've got a female protagonist in right. front of you. She just told you a story by answering that question. Right. Oh, I think I might be doing this. Okay, now imagine that movie. Yeah. It, there's there's yeah. a movie there. Yeah. Um, there is a – this is – I am going to quote – I can't believe I'm quoting this. Ready? Okay. I'm going to quote from Bridges of Madison County. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know. How did you have that in front of you? I have the quote in front of me, and the reason is... How did that even come to be on a printed page well, in your hand? Well, she was a mom well, no. who was selfish, by the way. Right. <laughs> and this is the deal. Like, I didn't read the book, didn't okay. want to read the book. Um, I was at Amblin when they were developing the right. movie, and, uh, you know, they they bought that book because it was so popular and stuff. And the movie was, you know... It was, yeah. it was great. I mean, it was fine. It was yeah. good. You know, um, I, it's funny. I talk a lot about female protagonist movies, not because I like them, mm-hmm. but because I usually don't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm longing to yeah. find movies yeah. that are about all kinds of women so yeah. that I can like them. Because I don't like your yeah. classic chick flicks. I, I don't. Know. Me neither. Um, but there was a, a quote right up front that she said that got me. And I think it, it, it means something. She said, Meryl Streep. Do your best as, ministry. As the character. No, I'm not going to. She said, what becomes more and more important is to be known, known for all that you were during this brief stay. How sad it seems to me to leave this earth without those you love, th- without those you love the most ever really knowing who you were. That launches that movie. Yeah. Her need to tell her kids who she actually was. Yeah. That has nothing to do with them. Yeah. And it, it became you know, an interesting yeah. movie. I don't know if that was also the quote of the book that launched right, the book, right. but who cares? It's yeah. a really yeah. interesting thing to think about. So another thing that might 
launch an interesting movie or an interesting discussion might be the question, tell me or tell me something about you that I don't know. If you start with yeah. anybody, mother, yeah. father, sister, coworker, you're thinking about a movie inspired by them, start with tell me something about you that I don't know. Right. And I, I ran this by my mom and she said you could even go darker. What is something you never shared with me that you wish you could? Because, of course, the reason we only define our moms one way is they're not going to show us any of those other sides. Right. They're going to protect us. Right. But what is something you never shared with me that you wish you could? Again, yeah. there's a story yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some other, other yeah, questions? Yeah, sure. That I thought it might be kind of cool. We have time. Okay. And remember, this is also something that you, know, you could do for any biographical subject. Mm-hmm. Um, often we go, tell me about your childhood. Well, geez, right. you know, that's that's pretty boring and it's just going to be a whole like... It's like everyone's childhood. Right, exactly. Unless something traumatic, traumatic happens. Or it's going to be a whole first act of backstory, right. okay? But if you really care about somebody's childhood and think that's where your movie might be, define it more. What moment in your childhood set you on the course to be who you are? Right. Now, there could be a whole movie around that one right. moment. right. You know, and for for boys, you, like, you know, I'm thinking "Stand by Me" immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was one moment that defined who they were. Right. right. You even have the grown up person. You know, but it might be interesting asking your mother. You didn't know her back then. Yeah. Right. You know, what was that moment that set you on that course? Yeah. It could be dark. Yeah. It could be something that makes you go, "Oh, that's why you are like that." <laughs> you know, it might just right. help you out. Oh, that's why you didn't want to go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, maybe the fear, you know, came out of that. I mean, I don't want to yeah. shrink your, your mom or anything. My mom's told me a lot about her childhood, and which explains a lot. I probably know more about my mom's childhood than I actually want to. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the catch-22 of this. You're going to find yeah. out stuff that you don't really want to know. We should, is, we should do a round robin and ask the other person's mom. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Might, oh, that might be a really good idea. Yeah. That might be good because also – Certain things they're always going to keep from you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, Like, I I went to um, uh, personal choices, okay? And I really believe that that a whole movie is just about watching people make a series of choices. Right. Right? So if you look at the choices in your loved one's lives and think about what got them to that choice, what happened once they made that choice, what were the consequences, yeah. there's a movie there. Yeah. But it's hard, it is hard to ask your mom about the yeah. choices she made. So, yeah, let's say you're going to ask somebody else's mom. Right. One of those questions might be, what was the riskiest thing you ever did? Right. Okay. Another could be, if you could go back in time and change something, what would it be? Right. Yeah, definitely ask somebody else's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not going to be like, I wouldn't have had you. <laughs> what, they might. Your mom would say that. Yeah, she probably would. <laughs> uh, what achievement in your life are you most proud of? Now, again, your mom's going to say, having you, honey. And, the, you know, it is an achievement to be proud right. of. Like, having a kid is like... My mother wouldn't say that. <laughs> What would I mean, she say? adores me, uh, yeah. me and my brother, but you know, she's an artist and had her own, has her own career. And mm-hmm. I, she always says the most exciting night of her life was when my father was elected to the school board council. <laughs> she just loved it. Really? Yeah. What was it about that uh, that, uh, she, yeah, that I she? Uh, I don't know, and that's a good question. I think you know, I, I mean, and I do say this to people who are having babies: don't make this the most important 
moment in your life because you Make know it an important yeah moment. it's great it's and an that should not moment. be the right. best moment of your life with your child like you're gonna have a whole lifetime don't worry if you have to have a c-section if you can't do a home birth you know people get like hang on so oh, tight I to know. Right. i know i'm so glad you're giving that advice i'm, I'm always doing that too i'm yeah, like i know let you it got go it's okay yeah the kid's gonna be one and two and 15 <laughs> and t- like you that should not be the best day of or moment of your life with your child that's true that's crazy they don't remember it yeah and your life doesn't end when your child comes either yeah because people are always like oh you're not gonna be able to do anything now no you can i mean nancy pelosi has five kids what yeah. you know give me a break that's true you can do a lot um back to your mom and that was uh one of her the, the, it was the most the, exciting she said most exciting well, night of her life because she was she was thrust she was like a little mini um uh, first, first lady, lady. Yeah. yeah yeah which at the time was as powerful as you could get yeah now i don't know yeah. You know, uh, you know, or he could turn it around and go like, when I was elected to the council, right, you know, right, right, which is what my mother would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and also, tell me about an important choice you made would be a good question to ask because yeah. you don't have to sit there and and say risk. What would you do better? It would be it's, what was an important yeah. choice you made? Yeah, because then you could dramatize that choice, or you could imagine what if she didn't make that choice? Right. What would that movie? Yeah. Be like or show alternate universes yeah. in one movie. Well, I've, I've told this story before. One time uh, we, we were talking about something with my mom, and I turned to her and I said, "Mom, is your glass half full or half empty?" And my mom said, "What glass?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't even know you okay. could take it to that level. No, I didn't. Okay, <laughs> but he gave me a glass. <laughs> I know. Your mom should be a character in a movie for sure, because because of, of the, the things she says and the way that she looks uh, at, I know. at life. That's when excellent. my mom, when you pick up the phone at our house, if my mom is calling you, you pick up the phone and here's what you get. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. It's not, hello, this is, uh, this is your mother-in-law or this is your mom. It's, what are you doing? It took me forever to find out that meant hello. Yeah. Because I would start to tell her, oh, well, I'm involved in blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. She like, was totally That wasn't listening. what she wanted. It was yeah. just her, her, her greeting. Whereas I say, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Why'd you come? Dummy. Then I started changing my answer to making your your Husband. son a healthy and nutritious dinner. Because <laughs> that's what she wants to hear. She wants to hear Pilar say, I'm mopping the floor. Right, right. Making cookies for the kids. Yeah. Shining the... Yeah. She wants to hear anything that June Cleaver would do. Right. Oh so God, I just make funny. stuff up now, pretty much. Like, really I funny. talked to her this morning. She says, what are you doing today? I go, oh, Pilar and I are podcasting. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't even know what that is and she doesn't does. want to ask. She yeah. doesn't. What I also found out in the in the Lucy language. Her, That's my mom. Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy language is interesting means bad. Yeah. yeah. So like oh, she used yeah. to say to me all the time, well, that's interesting. And I'd be like, yes, it, <laughs> it is. And here's why. You know, and yeah. then I realized after a while, no, that meant that. She's not. She doesn't approve. Terrible. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Which is another thing to think about. Yeah. You're. you're Everybody you know speaks a certain language, right? right? And your mom has momisms that you might make fun of, but that becomes her language. Yeah. And you could take that language and apply it to a character. Yeah, and it's an interesting character, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Some of my mom's stuff. She thinks she's oh. French, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah, she thinks she's French, so she, she'll say, well, in France, we... And she, I'll be like, okay, but husband, you're not French and you husband, don't live in we. France. She's from the Bronx. <laughs> the royal we. Yeah, and her husband, who's was born in France <laughs> hasn't lived there for 70 years yeah. so oh my it's gosh, like that's hilarious it's yeah. funny but yeah so she's like in France we yeah yeah and, and there's just a like, l- I walk out of the room <laughs> shaking my head <laughs> the aspirations right they I know. didn't quite reach fulfillment mm-hmm. <laughs> I know and another question she suggested which I thought was interesting 
uh, is a love question. And, you know, normally you'd be like, how did you and dad meet? Right. You know, and she's going to say something really nice, right? But she suggested, who was your first love and how did that turn out? Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting because, yeah. again, you're finding it out something about your mother, your right. female protagonist, that has nothing perhaps to do with your yeah. father. He may not have been your first love. Yeah. There's a small love story. Yeah. She made a choice there. It wasn't to be with that guy. Right. So there's a full story to be right. told. And you might find something yeah. out, you know. That is a good question. That is a good way to do it. Well, I have to say, you know, I, I, have, a, I have a lot of negative things I could say about my mother, but she'll be listening to this podcast, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're talking about the first lady, right? <laughs> the first okay. lady of uh, Melrose, Massachusetts. <laughs> um, that's right, Melrose, remember? That's right. You're yeah, from Melrose so, and I'm from... Well, New York, but they were in Melrose when I was little, when I was a bit, yeah. Can you guys Funny. do your best Boston accents <laughs> for me real quick? And then we have to be drinking. Okay. Yeah, okay. really do. That'll right. come later. Go ahead. Um, but she was very open about her whole upbringing, and they moved, uh, you know, she uh, was abroad because my grandfather was head of an organization that relocated Jews after the war. So she was in Prague, and she was in Budapest, and Paris, and Brazil, and she was... I mean, not explicit about her first love, but she definitely told us about a lot of her history, which was really generous because when I talk to other people, they ne- they don't necessarily know. And my father didn't like talking about people that he was with before my mother, you know, and she would tease him about it. But um, <laughs> uh, she really was very open about her upbringing, which was really comforting growing up to know her failures and, and loves and where she felt less than and where mm-hmm. she felt big and, you know. That's great. That's yeah. great because I think so many people hide that because they want you to believe, don't worry, you're my life. Yeah. I didn't have one beforehand, but you felt comforted yeah. by that, which is Well, great. and again, I think it goes to that pressure of, you know, the wedding night being the best night or the birth of your baby. If you have that kind of burden placed on that and there's something nice to know as a young girl when I was growing up or a young woman that this boy that you think you're in love with, that's great, but it doesn't have, and my mother used to say, live with lots of guys. Really? Don't get married early. Live with lots of different guys. And even, and Josh used to get so upset, my husband, (laughs) (laughs) even when we started dating, because we started dating when I was really young, I was 21, Mm -hmm. and she would say, there are other fish in the sea. (laughs) He used to be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Live with lots of guys. She's changed her tune now. She adores him and often tells me how lucky I am to have him, which is not even a subtle code for you should be nicer to your husband. Oh God, I, from the minute my mother met Pat, it was it was don't don't blow this one, don't yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, keep, this is a keeper. Whatever you do, don't screw this but, up. Yeah, but so, but now when they d- have to deal with me, they might be uh, rethinking uh, that. I don't know. My mother will say know. he is really good, Lila. He's really good, and I know that means you're an asshole. And he's really nice to work with you. He's a really good man. She means. It to sting. <laughs> yeah, one other thing that, that came to mind, especially I guess I was thinking about my own mother here, is the idea of history and politics. When you're dealing with your mother, you're dealing with somebody who grew up in a different time period yeah. than you. She, she, <clears throat> she may have witnessed or even been part of things in history that you've seen dramatized in movies with other protagonists. Right. Well, she might have been there. Yeah. And my mom was there uh, in D.C. for the I Had a Dream March, speech. Yeah. She, she watched you? that. Yeah. You know, she marched with Bella Abzug for the ERA. I mean, she, was, yeah. she was there. And so a question to ask might be, was there a moment in your life where you witnessed something of political or historical consequence or were, were part of something yeah. of, of political or historical consequence? And another movie might emerge. Yeah. You know, because people are affected, their choices Absolutely, are affected by their yeah. time. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her mom would say that that school board uh, election. (laughs) I think she would say seeing all these refugee children. And her life never... I think she felt that her father thought she and her sister were so fortunate Mm -hmm. that sometimes he put other people above them. He would see these kids coming out of concentration camps and have to try to relocate them and nothing my mother suffered could ever be close to that right. thankfully right, right. But, yeah, exactly. but also I think she felt he had a hard time putting her in perspective wow in wow. a favorable perspective <laughs> I, I, I uh that's a that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It just would require so much research on my part. I don't yeah. know if I have the wherewithal. <laughs> well, why don't you write <laughs> a would. fictionalized version of that? I I have I you know it's with all my other scripts that have reached page forty. I mm-hmm. do have one about mostly my grandmother at that time. Yeah. I think what it would be like because she on her own had to do a lot of work. I mean, well, she was with two children all over the world with a husband yeah. who was often gone. But she was a social worker and had to you know try to help the help people in a different way. Yeah, you she need. Was, yeah, yeah, you need to write that and then call Kate Winslet. I mean, no, it's for me. What are you talking about, Kate Winslet? Right. Give me a break. Oh, okay, <laughs> you, you Kate then. Winslet, when they have a Lila Charles, uh, I, you know what? Sometimes I think <laughs> oh of thank, sometimes I think of Lila as a writer, and sometimes A2, I think Pat, of an, of an I'm actress. I'm always getting recast. <laughs> <laughs> She's in. You're in. She's in. Okay. Don't worry about all your all Lila projects or are for Lila. <laughs> that's what we're. That has to be my contract. Okay. It's my Rocky moment. All right. Well, that's, this movie doesn't get made unless I'm. <laughs> all right. Well. Then let then do <laughs> then it. Write it. Then write it. Then write it. Do it. Let's let's meet back in five years. Yeah. See what's happened. You know, I I, I was going to say I, fe- I feel you're too young to play that part, but oh, ah, delicious! Nice. There you go. I let you. Nice. You just won me back. <laughs> and too thin, good. and a little too thin. That's let's right. face it. Very good. <laughs> so uh, another question to ask. It, let's say that somebody said, well, I, I wasn't there for these things. Right. It was a backdrop. But you could ask, was there a moment in your life that was defined by the era you were in? Yeah. So if there was, let's say, a lack of freedom. You know, we're looking at Mad Men all the time. And right. Going, wow, women didn't have a lot yeah. of choices back then, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and your mother may have felt she had to make a choice a certain mm. way right. because society expected yeah. it or she wasn't allowed to do something yeah. yet. You know, we talked in another podcast about this idea of being trapped. Right. Um, uh the guest had said that all movies could be defined as as trapped. And so in a way your mother being of a certain era was yeah. trapped in certain yeah. situations there's a movie. You yeah. Know? So uh, you know it, it is this was good for me to do too because even uh, my mom is like your definition of a working mother, right? Right. But even when I loglined her stuff at first before I asked these yeah. questions, it was all with her as a mother. Yeah. All. I mean even you know, I was thinking about her law school days, but yeah. I was a kid looking on, right. and I was, and she was pregnant with my yeah. with my little brother her last year, and so I had like this story of like, you know, being a pregnant woman at Harvard Law School, right. and, but still, that's all defined as yeah. her impending motherhood, right. right? So it's not that this is bad, yeah. It's just that this isn't the only thing, yeah. And you will find some great movies by asking these questions of right. your mothers or your fathers or your friends, but. Ask. Don't just say that. Well, you know, there's just not there's only so many movies about women, and yeah. they're all about you know, I don't know. Yeah, and go one go one step further. If you if you're still lucky enough to have your grandmother around to ask them these questions, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and they'll talk. They will talk. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, they got nothing left to to do but talk. Yeah, but there's this one scene in my head where my grandma B mm-hmm. always she told me, and I've always been like, God, that would be such a good movie scene mm-hmm. she was a sing 
sort of a single mother. Her uh, husband was off at war, and uh, he hadn't sent money for. Well, he was he was MIA, okay, okay. for a while. That's a whole other movie because yeah. he ended up in France with some farmer's daughter. But that's a oh whole other goodness. movie. But anyway, so she was uh, she she had my my mom, little baby, and she didn't have any money, and her landlord evicted her sent put her on the street with all of her belongings right so she took all the trash in her apartment and any trash she could find outside and she strew it all around the apartment she put it all over the apartment <laughs> as this big f you before yeah. she left Good with this little her. baby and all of her stuff and i remember she told me when i was little and i was like that's horrible don't litter oh. <laughs> <laughs> but now i think god you know that yeah. was her her way of being like, you know, Still you're going to treat me yeah. like trash. I'm going to leave yeah. trash. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's really dark. Yeah. But it's those little moment. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Those little scenes that those stories that your grandmother yeah. tells you, they, yeah. or your grandfather, they're all scenes in movies. Absolutely. To be sort of kept. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that's a very, it's not a really well, endearing one. No. <laughs> well, that's but I mean, also shows some strength too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I mean, I don't know why she would tell me these things, but I guess it was. <laughs> I think it. Well, I think it's imparting some strength to you. Yeah, I think it was. It was sort of. It was sort of like yeah. don't let anybody kick you out without you yeah. making a big Make, scene. Yeah, <laughs> let them know you. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, if anything, some great stories are going to come out of this. People are journaling and they're blogging, yeah. and there's all kinds of writing, and a lot of these lead to movies. Absolutely. So try these. Try these uh, questions at home. Um, I'm probably going to post them uh, on the Facebook page and go to on the page on Facebook and like us there, too, because there's a lot of things that we upload, a lot of notes about the show, any handout that we've that we've talked about. I'm trying to sort of load up the Facebook page with them. Also, I want to let you guys know that... San Francisco Teresa, our roving reporter, has been at it again. And she, I don't know if you guys remember, but she was going to do a series of videos where she interviews people in the name of On the Page. And that's absolutely what she did. She has gone to, everybody's looking at me like trying to find it. Here we go. Uh, she has gone to the Zoetrope All-Star Screening, the San Francisco Doc Fest. She went to the uh, San Francisco Tribeca Film Festival interviewing Vincent D'Onofrio, who wrote, wrote and directed a musical horror film. And I've posted her little videos on the Facebook oh, cool. site. That's great. And she is going to be the person at the Great American Pitch Fest this year interviewing people, not me. Um, but you can see me at the Great American Pitch Fest Friday, June 1st from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, I'm going to be doing a master class uh, on Pitch Fest prep, and it's going to go through every single aspect of your story and who you are and what's special about the story and what's special about you so that the next day when everybody's asking you those questions – you got answers. Good. You are totally prepped. Preparation. Yeah. So if you're interested in signing up for that, Great American Pitch Fest, go to pitchfest.com. And when you sign up, put in my name as, as your friend, and I believe you get a discount uh, on the whole festival. But my master class is on Friday. Um, also, I want to let you guys know about a couple of other things. 
if you're this this podcast is going to go out, I believe, on the 11th. Okay, it's Friday the 11th. Yes, that means you still have a couple of days to sign up and go to uh, the rewrite class. It is the Coffee Break rewrite. Three hours of rewriting your script or. Just looking at your first draft with some advanced writing tools. <laughs> Lila's looking at me because she feels so guilty because she wants to go to class and she never has the time. But anyway, this is in Chicago. It's May 16th and New York City, May 17th. And what if I don't have a, I don't have a script at all? If you don't have a script at all, actually, you can go because you're going to get some advanced writing tools that will like immediately help you. Start writing. Okay, great. So don't let rewrite scare you off. Um, so go to uh, Coffee Break Rewrite on my website on the page TV and sign up for that. Um, also, I'm going to be teaching a story analysis class here at the studio May 24th. If you have ever wanted to write coverage or just learn how to write your synopses or your log lines more efficiently, come to this class. It will teach you a practical skill. Thursday, May 24th, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. I got a couple more things to say. Good. Okay. And then we'll find out what Lila's got coming. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. I would like to thank Thomas Lockridge and Teresa. Oh, no. Teresa, you've got a harder name to pronounce than I do. Let me ba- see. Batshi Galupi. See, you can't do it either. I don't know that. Can, can you, know you that? look at Teresa's last name? Bachi Galupi. Bachi Galupi. Okay. Teresa and Thomas, I want to thank you for your donations. Thomas uh, donated $25 and Teresa donated $35. So as far as I'm concerned, this podcast is sponsored by you. If you guys are interested in donating to the podcast, go to the on the page.tv, go down podcast and on the front page is uh, a donate button and uh, it helps pay for the producers as you can tell we're out of money so Pat's been producing for a while <laughs> yeah I never see this check though yeah if you want to get a Deepin Lawrence back yeah, yeah if you want a Deepin Lawrence back keep donating that's right <laughs> no Pat we, we love Pat we do love Pat but well, what we do though is when I when I am here producing then we use that money yeah, course, to pay yes. for a babysitter yeah to pay for a there babysitter or yeah. we sometimes pay somebody to upload it so there's yeah. Always um, money that goes into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've gotten all that business out of the way. Lila's turn. What's up Lila's <laughs> turn, baby? What's Where next, can Lila? people find out about you? Oh, that's so nice. www.lilacharleslee.com and it's L E I G H. Yes, that's my last name, like Vivian and Jennifer Jason, and the first name is L E I L A. So it's L E I L A. Charles L E I G H dot com, and I'm posting that on the oh, Facebook good, page thank too. Because so. I do have a movie that we just produced that's what? out and available. Conception is oh, the movie that we oh, produced. It's on iTunes. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon Prime, and we are just putting together, or you know, it's being released through Tribeca mm-hmm. Films. So they're putting together the um, additional footage and bloopers and commentary and some extra stuff. Uh, it was available only for rental up until about two weeks ago, okay. and now that's going to be reissued where you can actually download it. And buy it and it's yours you don't have to watch it within a 24-hour time frame okay, or something cool. yeah very cool very and you good. can find all that on my website excellent so excellent. thank you and pat uh just um follow me at twitter at pat underscore francis i i wish He's people funny. would follow you the things you've Why? been saying it's about me funny Patrick. saying good stuff are you yeah okay and then and then there's rock solid your podcast my p- podcast is uh, never not funny presents rock solid and that's on itunes and I, I was just listening to the Story of My Life podcast that you did. And we did an episode called Story of My Life, and we played uh, music uh, from f- to uh, highlight specific 
times in our life. And we're totally going to rip that off here and do movies of my life. Do I love that. Uh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a really good podcast and it goes with what we're talking it about does, today, yeah. you know? Your experiences yeah. are, are dramatic and they really are, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, they deserve to be on screen. And remember also everybody, you can fictionalize. Right. Uh, the people under your nose Oprah are inspiration. Oprah will not take you to task anymore. <laughs> she lost her show. Exactly. Free reign. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody, you know, Everybody's looking for a great story, yeah. and sometimes the inspiration for right. that is right under their nose. So, if you're looking for inspiration, look no further than your mom. mom. Happy Mother's Day, moms! <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Lila! Happy Mother's Day! And Pat, thanks. My, my mom doesn't have a computer. I would have to put an ad in the local newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I have to call her. Happy Mother's Day, Pat's mom, Lucy. But Pat, I want to thank you because you're I part mean, of what makes what? my mothering easier because you're such Aww. a freaking good dad and, That's and, nice. and, and, and I made you a mother and you made me a mother <laughs> <laughs> yes you did so well done yeah we won't well go done. into congratulations that. <laughs> yeah. everybody out there uh, be nice to your moms and have a good writing week <laughs> 